is Talk and Audio. Welcome inside episode 1059 of Talk and Audio. A tale as old as time, some might say. My name is Matt Robinson, and that's the way it is. Coming to you from our studio in beautiful Bytown, Canada. But whether you're listening from near or far or wherever you are, the pod will go on. I, of course, am not all by myself. It's been a little while since she's been here, but it's all coming back to me now. She drove all night to be here. Vanessa Sanchez, welcome back to the Tall Can Audio Studio. I surrender. How'd I do? How are you doing? Oh my God, I'm overwhelmed. I'm verklempt, as they would say. That was beautiful. How? What percentage of our audience do you think right now understands what just happened? Michaela Schreider, for sure. Okay. Um, my mother. Now, she was displeased uh, the last time you were in, and we started this show with a bunch of Michael Bolton references. Yes, she was. And she had to Google some yep. so she could get in on and it. And I appreciated it so much. Yeah. It was very kind of her. Um, but no, Celine, she's more on top of Celine. Very weirdly, and I don't know why, but... This is the second time someone has spoken to me in Celine song titles today. The first person was her. Oh, wow. Yeah. This happened already today. And so So. that's what this was. This was all Celine Dion (laughs) references for any of you scratching your head thinking we were about to talk sports. And and we will do that. Oh, yeah. Uh, But we are going to, a little bit later on, talk about something that had us both a little riled up. And and this is going back a few weeks now. Mm -hmm. But uh, Rolling Stone had put out... Uh, a list of the top 200 mm-hmm. uh, singers yes. in uh, in history, and Celine Dion was not on it. A direct attack on our nation yeah. uh, is, I think, the only way to view this. But And me personally, okay. but also, yeah, yeah, yeah. the country. So yeah. we'll talk about that a little bit later on. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> uh, you were supposed to, you were supposed to. <laughs> I had invited <laughs> you here earlier. I, I don't know why I had to... Tee you up quite that way. Um, you've been a little ill. Mm-hmm. You were a little under the weather through the holidays, I and sure uh, and so we're glad you're in here now. But other than the you know, other than the icky mm-hmm. sickness, mm-hmm. how you been? Other than the icky sickness, which has been taking over most of my life, I have been good. the The old COVID got me for real, for real, and I was not expecting it. Mm-hmm. I was very cocky. I got on October the 4th, I went in for my COVID booster, number four, and my flu shot at the same time. I said, put it in the same hole in my arm. And they did. And I left that place feeling invincible. invincible. (laughs) And then Christmas Eve, it just hit me like a whole ton of bricks. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was brutal. Don't get it. Okay. If you can. Yeah. If you cannot. uh, Zero out of 10. Do not recommend. (laughs) Awful experience. So many notes. Just so many (laughs) notes and thoughts and feelings. I will say the fever dreams were fun. Okay. That was a good time. It was just like four days of not living in reality. Mm. Um, Yeah. And also there was a day and a half where I didn't have any taste or smell, which- I've heard that was a part of it. Yes. And I- Luckily, it sounds like for you, that part didn't last very long. It was so, so quick. It was like literally like- I think it was like five days into into being sick, I think. Um, and the only thing I had had up until that point was Blue Gatorade, <laughs> as you do when you're sick. Sure. Um, so I was drinking my Blue Gato, and then I was like, oh, I know there should be a taste here, but it's not. 
And then I got so sad because I love food. And what is the point of eating if you can't taste it? Well, especially in the holiday season. Right? Exactly. What are we even doing here? What are we even doing here? And then, so I went through like the five stages of mourning and grief. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then I got to the acceptance phase like pretty quick because then I was like, I can go on a diet Mm. and it'll be great. I can just eat celery nonstop and I can't even taste it. Right. Great. Well, and then celery, as soon as I, <laughs> I can, okay. trust me, I can taste water. Okay. But I was like, this is great news. And then within an hour, it was back. All right. So not started the diet yet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but so you're not one of those people that's like January is like hardcore, like something. I've, I've made some arbitrary resolution and by January 9th, it's over and... I think like maybe in years past I've tried it. Oh yeah. But we this year the universe was like nabby. No, 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 <laughs> it's not happening. Not happening. The only thing I've done and I've stuck to it is I do the New York crossword, the New York Times crossword every single day. Okay. Because if you do it on the app, mm-hmm. you can like it tracks your streak and Ooh. then your streak is in yellow and you get a yellow star. Are you a wordle person? I am a wordle. wordle? I, yeah. I like the wordle. I'm yeah. not like as obsessed with the wordle, okay. but like I'll do the wordle, but the crossword I have to do every single day yeah. obsessively. <laughs> and I'm so good at it. No brag, but I'm amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit of a brag. <laughs> it's the only thing I'm really good at. So oh, I, I should say that uh, I never lost my sense of taste. So I have a beer here to try you during sure uh, this podcast. This is called the Sparkle Puff, mm. Galaxy Starfighter, Defender of the Universe. <laughs> it's a little over the top. A little bit. A little uh, bit. From the Flying Monkeys Brewing Company. We've had this one on the show before, but it's, uh, it's a beaut. Uh, they're up in Barrie. I can't imagine if you're a craft beer fan, you haven't already heard of the Flying Monkeys Brewing Company. Uh, but this is a 10.2% triple IPA. Oh, Matt, you're going to be on the floor by the end of this. Ideally. That's... Uh, <laughs> We'll see. I'll just take the last. Well, see, I'm trying, and, and, and the good listener has already heard these terms a couple times. Like, I'm not a dry January guy, but I have mm-hmm. tried to pump the brakes a little. Mm-hmm. And so, like, only during show days. But what that means, you have to turn the volume up, right? You got to hit like a 10.2% or whatever we're doing. Very smart. And to keep it like a damp January. That's good math. Yeah. 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 So that's how we do that. Yeah. Yeah. You double down a little bit and off you go. So uh, we've had this one a couple times before. Got to tell you, Vanessa, the Mm -hmm. pressure is on both of us today. Is it? Oh, no. uh, No, don't say that. On Tuesday. I'm leaving. We had uh, our pal Andrew Stoughton. From the batflip.ca covers the Blue Jays, also the Blue Jays Happy Hour podcast. Mm. And uh, we've done over a thousand episodes of Talking and Audio. That became our most, I, I, I rewrote the tweet like nine times before <laughs> I posted because I couldn't figure out what the best, but our best ever first day of downloads on any one episode. Wow. Ever. Yeah. People in the middle of January are like, nope, done. Let's talk baseball. <laughs> yeah. I'm ready for spring. Uh, so you and I have to follow that up. Oh, uh, dear listener, there's no chance. (laughs) I can't follow that. If, uh, if you're new around here, if you stuck around and subscribed because of, uh, Stoughton sending you our way, we appreciate it. Stick Mm -hmm. around. It's going to be fun. We got, uh, all kinds of great stuff coming up both today and in future episodes. I should also mention, uh, on Monday morning, Graham Nichols, uh, formerly known as the Sixth Sends will make his in-studio debut. He's been on the podcast a couple times before, nice. uh, but he's never been in studio. Do you know Graham? 
not personally, okay. but I follow him obsessively. Yeah, of course. <laughs> he's uh, He writes very well. And like I said, he's done the show a few different times before. So um, we have also finally locked in a date. It'll be in mid-February on, uh, I believe we're going to drop it for you guys on the 16th. Both Claire Hanna and Kyle Bukoskis will be in here together. Amazing. They kind of feel like the cool kids yeah. now in the media, right? Like they're the new kids, they, but the, like the cool kid, almost like when I trapped myself i gotta finish it but brandon and brenda showed up in beverly hills <laughs> and just immediately fit in with dylan and steve and the whole crew right so uh look for that in mid-february there's gonna be a bunch of really good stuff coming up i hope you'll stick around for uh uh for uh for quite a bit of it i know you're a penguins fan i do love the pens yes did you see on tuesday night seven six in yeah. overtime over the florida panthers yeah chris letang an even strength goal, an even strength assist, a power play goal, a power play assist, and an overtime game winner. Never been done before in NHL history. Ever? Ever. That's fantastic. Guy had a stroke like two months ago. Right? And he's back just lighting he's it like, up he's like he's a, missed nothing. Yeah. He's had two strokes in, in his career, at least. Two strokes, of, and he's still playing in the NHL. Recently. It's wild what that man is doing. And he's not young. No. No, he's wow. like <laughs> as far as strokes go, young. he's reasonably young. As far as strokes go, he's too young for that. As far as NHL careers, he's like closer to the end. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. I don't know how. I think he's older than me. He's mid thirties. Mid, yeah. I'm yeah. I'm early thirties. Okay. Sorry, uh, you, everybody clings to that There's handle <laughs> for a long time. Like thirty four and a half is still early thirties. Is what's thirty three? Just like hypothetically. Would that be? That's right. You know what? I'm not. No, nope. I'm gonna let you Don't. have. Thank you. Whatever you want to call that. And that's, I want it to be. That's still. I want it early. to be 29. Right. Yeah, <laughs> okay. no, we all do. <laughs> I'm uh, this summer hitting the other end of that decade. And oh, it's, it's upsetting a Aww. little bit. Right? I know. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, honey. sorry. <laughs> right? but... <laughs> but that's you know he's one of those guys that. I guess just because of the team he plays mm-hmm. on gets a little underappreciated, right? That's because very true. Crosby and Malkin have been, you know, the the, Stars. the poster boys. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, for all the success that they have had there. Mm-hmm. And Chris Letang, I guess probably some of it, he has missed quite a bit of time due to injury as well. Mm-hmm. And um, But just one of those guys that doesn't get a ton of attention for the fact that he's been running that power, play, uh, power mm-hmm. play for as long as anyone can remember, putting up points. Um they did have that one Stanley Cup run. Was it the first one? 2016? 20, oh. I know there was 09. They won. I thought, yeah, I thought you were saying the, like the, the first, first of the like two, 16, 17, where they went back to back. Mm-hmm. He missed the whole playoffs. So they had like Ron Hainsey as their number one <laughs> yes. defenseman. Um, so they can't, they, they've shown they're capable of getting it done with him, but he's just such a big part mm-hmm. of that core that nobody really talks about. Yeah, exactly. I think just like personality wise, like he's like one of those strong, stoic ones that just is a an anchor probably in the locker room and and for that defense. Yeah. He's just yeah, he's he's always under underappreciated is probably the best way to put it. Cuz right. he's always up there. He's always doing great things. To still be like breaking records to be doing things in the NHL that no one has ever done before. This late in his career yeah. is very impressive. And like Genuinely, I watched that game and I didn't even know that that was what was happening while it was happening. Well, it's not really one of those stats that you like keep an eye on, Either. right? Like it's it's something that after the fact, Sportsnet stats has to tweet out. Like, yeah. Hey, by the way. <laughs> by the way, this has never happened before. Right. Yeah. It's he's still wild. incredible yeah. this far into his career. And you're right with two big, big names that he's always like, 
he's always his his whole career he's been like number three to those two guys yeah oh, yeah and like they have wild. we'll see like they're still i think they're holding down the last playoff spot right now i think so and it's unusual that like normally when you kind of hit your mid 30s guys have mm-hmm. long since sort of started to fall off and i don't think any of the three of them is quite what they once were but Pittsburgh rolling the dice on all three of them again and just mm-hmm. saying, no, we're keeping all he is. We're yeah. going to keep running at it. It seems to be working out. I know, like I said, last playoff spot right now, mm-hmm. but you know, they've been through some injuries. They've had a tough start to the year as well. I don't know. It, it seems to be working out oddly well at mm-hmm. a time where all three of them should be falling off. That's very, very true. Yeah. yeah. They, they seem to still be having like career especially like Malkin and and Crosby who are like they still put up crazy amounts of points for two guys that are not young anymore and like shouldn't be stealing the line like referred to as old (laughs) yeah they are older than me just like um so I can say those things but yeah no they're I wonder what it is about Pittsburgh that guys just want to stay there forever yeah it seems to like transcend sports too, right? Like mm-hmm. the, there's a, a core there for quite like probably 15 years around the Steelers where a bunch of guys would stick around, yeah. right? Obviously, regardless of what people think of Big Ben, he was there for quite a long, mm-hmm. Troy Polamalu. And like, they just had these guys that would just stay, yeah. right? And and settle there and not leave. Like Mario Lemieux still mm-hmm. makes his home there. Uh, I guess not any longer part of ownership uh, since the Fenway Bayou. But yeah, just. But still. Like has a role yes, within the team. Hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I know you saw this already. Oh, no. We'll play it for the good listener. <laughs> oh, no. Everybody's favorite commissioner, <laughs> Gary Bettman, spoke on Tuesday night in Montreal. Uh, I M- Montreal, as he calls it, yes. Montreal. It says a lot of things I, I don't care for. <laughs> um, Basically, everything that comes out of yeah. That I don't really know why he was even there. Like, I know he visits all kinds of teams or whatever, but it doesn't seem like there was any sort of big event. He did then go and watch the game with, uh, with Jeff Molson, their part of ownership there in Montreal, um, but had a press conference and was asked what he thinks about all these teams tanking <laughs> for Connor Bedard. He said, nobody tanks because we have a weighted lottery and you're, you're not, you're not, you're not going to lose games to increase your odds by a couple of percentage points. That's silly. And frankly, suggesting tanking, I believe, uh, is inconsistent with the professionalism that our players and our coaches have. Nobody tanks. Our players and our coaches do their best to win. And again, just because you may finish with the worst record in the league, you've got something like a 75% chance that you're not going to get the first pick. Nobody tanks. It's not a thing. We don't do that. Yeah. Have you um, have you seen have you have you seen the Columbus Blue Jackets <laughs> defense? Have you seen the goaltending that you and I could be killing penalties for the Blue Jackets right now? <laughs> I would have no problem putting shrides in goal for Chicago over what <laughs> they're doing. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Um I get what he's trying to do, that players will always play hard, and yes, that's accurate. But you can't look at some of these rosters this year and suggest that those organizations haven't simply said, yeah, we're bad. We're going to make sure we're really bad and we're going to do exactly what Gary just said teams don't do. And that's lose as much as possible to get those extra couple percentage points to try 
and and get first overall. Mm-hmm. And no matter what he says, that's silly. It's not silly. <laughs> it's not silly, Gary. This is exactly what people. This is what teams are doing. That's silly. It's not. <laughs> it's just not. I I don't know. One more time, Gary. Nobody tanks. <laughs> they do, Gary. Oh, they that's do. silly. <laughs> What do we make of this? Because he, look, I get it. His job is to protect franchise values and and all these. But even if he had just sort of gone, teams go through cycles where they're up and down or, hey, our organizations do what they think is best in their markets. Mm -hmm. You can't just go. Nobody tanks. Because. That's silly. Nobody believes you, Gary. You're having too much fun. I know. I'm done. I'm sorry. I'm going to stop pushing the buttons. (laughs) No, you're right. It's. I think he was very, uh, probably pretty. Um, what's the word? I think it was purpose inebriated. <laughs> he was having that ten point two. Yeah, Gary um, Sparkle Puff Batman. <laughs> what's Jeff Molson selling these? Yeah, days? yeah. Um, I think. I think it was purposefully said. Uh, you know, coaches and players don't tank because GMs. Are, Absolutely, yeah, do. GMs are not included in that. GMs one million percent do. We all know that. And for him to say that um, <gasps> is nobody tanks. Then you know, you know what I think of that. Hmm. Sorry, that's silly. <laughs> silly. <laughs> I can't believe I wasn't ready. I'm sorry. Should have had your back. <laughs> oh, I appreciate the effort. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like. Also, to say players don't. You're right. Play, I don't. I. I. I will agree with him in the sense that like. Nobody's tanking. Coaches the players who were dropped onto the ice tonight in whatever arena are going to play. Exactly. They're, gonna they're play not going to go out there and make snow right. angels. Of course, they're going to play. They're the going to play. That they're ECHL you, players. Oh. <laughs> irrelevant, right? Apparently, but like they're they're going to play the game that they have been playing their whole lives, and they're going to be playing with you know as much passion as they always. Um, well, maybe not as they always have, because um, it is hard to play with passion when you're on a really Sure, at some point it starts to wear on you, exactly. and you start to wonder if you're going to be traded. And yes. Those things are just natural at any job, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah. Well, not the trading part. You're but, probably not getting <laughs> yeah. traded tomorrow from your job. But, well, I can't say never. That. That'd be weird. <laughs> Imagine you're like an accountant and they were like, oh, we got an offer. We're sending you to the from, Winnipeg office. Yeah. <laughs> Why Winnipeg? Not Winnipeg. <laughs> yeah. So I, I will give him a little bit of a pass there in saying that you're right that the players and the coaches do not tank. They do not play their best. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the GMs absolutely tank. Um, and also like, I'm sorry, a weighted lottery, fine. Yeah. But you still... You still want to get like you still want to get the best chance to win a weighted lottery by being the worst team. Yeah, like that's exactly what teams are doing yeah. when you still incentivize. And look, I get it. You, I don't like the this thing where we just keep rewarding mediocrity. Mm-hmm. I've always liked the idea, and they'll never do it. But <laughs> somebody way smarter than me came up with the theory that the first overall pick should go to the team that collects the most points after they're eliminated. So in theory, the worst team still has the most time left in the season, right? They will be eliminated first to keep getting wins. And it incentivizes you to keep playing to win, not just deciding we're going to shut guys down like Cole Caulfield in Montreal this Mm -hmm. past weekend. Or we've seen it a hundred times. JVR did it for the Leafs years ago where they were like in mid-January, yeah, I'll be gone four to six weeks. And we just never saw that guy yeah. again. <laughs> um, 
you're supposed to keep playing, right? Whereas a team who was eliminated in the last week of the season has almost no time to rack up any mm-hmm. points. To, so in theory, it keeps you incentivized to play hard yeah. and try to win. I, I like that as a as a different way around. They'll never do it. Mm-hmm. I just feel like this is one of those things that everybody, and this is, this is always the thing with Gary. He's so condescending. He feels like mm-hmm. he can talk down that long pointy nose of his at the rest of us and say, no, no, you don't get it. I get it. You don't get yeah. it. Tanking's not a thing. The whole world can see that it is. Why are you lying to us right now? Why don't you just say it's an unfortunate part of professional sports? We don't like it, but you know, instead of going, it doesn't happen. Of course it happens. Of course it happens. He's his whole career is just so weird to me that this man is still in power Mm -hmm. in this sport. It's been almost 30 years, right? It was 94, I think, that he like. That's as long as I've been watching this the season, NHL, I believe is his 30th. This is so, it. Okay. Yeah. As long as I've been watching this sport, this man has been Ugh. in power yeah. in some way. And like, he, he's not like, I mean, but then it goes like, who's he working for? He's not working for the NHL. No. He's working for the owners. That's right. And the owners love that they have a very willing mouthpiece. This guy is willing to go out there and spew this kind of bullshit mm-hmm. and be like, just so insulting to fans condescending and condescending like, yeah. and just he'll take it he takes the booze they pay him well and, enough to take it uh, true i mean he sets his own salary for yeah. <laughs> yeah but like yeah i i just you don't have to be i get it you're like you said he works for the owners mm-hmm. not for the fans not for the players you don't have to be quite this yeah. over the top when you look at Adam Silver in the NBA mm-hmm. or uh, I don't know the NFL. Oh or, yeah, yeah. you know what? Good commissioners are. aren't good people, <laughs> they I guess. Really aren't. <laughs> but it just it feels like I don't know. You don't have to speak to the fans with such disdain, yeah. right? We know exactly what we're looking at, mm-hmm. and you're not going to convince us otherwise. Yeah, that's. It would have been very easy to just say, hey, it's an unfortunate part of pro sports. Yeah, and or just to not bring it up at all. I mean, I'm any? sure this well, was like, he was he's asked, asked directly, right? Yeah, but yeah, yeah there's a, he's a different danced around way. questions before. Exactly. <laughs> that's that's his whole career. His he's been doing thing. that shit. Yeah. Is there any doubt in your mind that Connor Bedard's going to end up in Chicago? Yeah, there's doubt. Okay. <laughs> I know he says there's a 75% chance Chicago's not. Get- that is their... One of their biggest markets mm-hmm. in a major, you know, TV market. Like, mm-hmm. they okay. got, they're going to put him there. Okay. They're going to put him there. Are you of the belief this is be that rigged. the lottery is rigged? That's my question. Not always. This year I am. <laughs> really? Yeah. I think it always is. Okay. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. I just believe it. Uh, well, I think like the Crosby lottery was the first. Well, that was when I was like, this team like needs him and it all just like worked out and then yeah um yeah no i think i just it's i think every year it's rigged Hmm. i don't i I don't know why no and i'm not like hardcore no no chance i love conspiracy theories i think they rig it when it matters Mm -hmm. like i don't think the nico he sheer draft was rigged like yeah fine whatever you can have him right like (laughs) those sorts of ones i'm not sure are super rigged um, but you do look a- across the last decade or so, and you can go Connor McDavid to mm-hmm. Edmonton. 
they'd already had like three or four yeah. first overall picks and wasted them. Do you really need to give them another? But they did. Mm-hmm. That could go either way. I mean, Toronto, they wanted Toronto to be strong. Mm. So you could, you could, you could talk me into the Matthews draft being rigged. Um, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Nathan McKinnon in Colorado, right? Colorado was a powerhouse for a long time for the NHL, right? In the Sackick Forsberg mm-hmm. era. You know, did they view McKinnon as a, I, I don't know if they rig these or not, but there's some of them you can talk me into and others where you just go, yeah, fuck, That's who fair. cares? Right? That's fair. Ryan Nugent Hopkins, fine. Like, go do what you want. <laughs> <laughs> See, I think the reason that um, good old Gary was in Montreal last night mm-hmm. was to discuss, how are we going to, how are we going to make this happen to get Connor they, to, yeah. See, I mean, Montreal's got two. I think they want him in the U.S., yeah. They always do. They That's, always yeah. do. Montreal fans, Toronto fans, like Canadian fans are going to watch. Yeah. That's. I really I don't guess. want him to end up in Montreal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't See, need I do. that. I'm a, a Pens fan by choice yeah. and a Habs fan by birth. Okay. Um, my dad is a huge Habs fan, my brothers. And so I do, I do love I do not Habs need Connor Bedard I... setting up Cole Caulfield <laughs> for the next 15 years of my life. I don't need to see that. That makes me, that puts a smile on my face. Okay. Thinking of that. Yeah. Yeah. They need some Less help. so over here. <laughs> Why don't we talk just for a second here as we circle back around to hockey. Mm. We saw SBN here over the last couple of weeks basically slice out their entire hockey coverage. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a network that had websites, I believe, for every single NHL team. Yeah. Obviously, some were more successful than others, but every NHL team had at least one website on SBN, and they paid a little, mm-hmm. right? More than some blog sites do. You don't have control of your own content, but... I saw people like Andrew Berkshire who covered the Habs for a very long time and is now Mm -hmm. doing quite well for himself. Uh, He started on, I believe the Montreal one was called Eyes on the Prize. Mm -hmm. Um, There are people, if you're a Leaf fan, that covered uh, the the team for Pension uh, pension Plan Puppets, puppets. (laughs) which I always thought was an awesome name. Um, A little out of date (laughs) since the Pension Plan doesn't own the team anymore, but a a really good name. And Mm -hmm. every... Every team had one of these blogs mm-hmm. and they would Washington's pay you. Washington's was, uh, was it Rush Machine Never Breaks? Is that their affiliate? I think that's what it was. I still yeah. follow RMNB. I just, I didn't know if they were affiliated or not. But yeah, the, the, a bunch of them are really good, right? Mm-hmm. Clever names who have people who cover the team. And these are people, often very young people, just mm-hmm. trying to get a start um, blogging or writing about the team. And you get a bit of money, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, I think... I think Berkshire said over the couple of years he worked, he made $5,000. That's about as high as it gets. Yeah. Right. But it's something. And look, I don't want to diminish any of these. A lot of them kickstarted a lot of really cool careers and and people Mm -hmm. you could see tweeting out about that, that, you know, really grateful I got my start there. Um, But the one that stood out to me was the Ice Garden. Mm Mm-hmm. And the Ice Garden was one that covered women's hockey exclusively. Mm -hmm. That's all they did. The PHF, the PWHPA, Olympics, whatever it might be, it was all women's hockey. They were hugely responsible responsible for bringing attention to what money was being spent and and what women's players were earning. Mm -hmm. And uh, actually last summer we had uh, Holly Morrison, who was a young writer for them on the podcast a couple of times and, you know. She was a little green, but really bright, knew exactly 
the answers to everything I wanted to know. And it just sort of felt like, like I said, I don't want to diminish any of these, but there are lots of places covering the NHL. And that sucks for me to say to the people who wrote for the other NHL blogs associated with SBN, Mm -hmm. but there are so few outlets covering women's hockey and covering it exclusively, right? Mm -hmm. This is it. This is all we do. This is all we're looking at. And so it sort of felt like when they wiped out all their hockey coverage, the women's game took more of a hit maybe than the NHL ones did. Like you'll find other places to follow your NHL team. Like I said, I know that sounds heartless to the people who are writing there and getting paid there. But in terms of the actual coverage, the Mm -hmm. Ice Garden felt like a bigger hit than some. Does that Mm -hmm. make sense? One million percent. I think this is, this is a really devastating blow for women's hockey coverage. This is like Michaela and I have a few sources that we that we look at every week when we're preparing for our show for She's Got Game. On TSN twelve hundred every weekend. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, Friday nights at six, Saturday mornings at eleven. Sorry, TSN twelve hundred in Ottawa. Yes. Friday nights across the TSN radio network every weekend. There we Check go. your local listings. <laughs> Appreciate. Are those still it. A thing? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Online. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Of course. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, those. That is one of the spots that we check. Like when we know that we have some good women's hockey news to share, or bad, usually, unfortunately, yeah. um, a lot of bad. But like when it's like juicy stuff to share, we're gonna go to the ice garden because they've got the They're scoop. Focused. It's it. That's it's what it. we're looking at. Exactly. We know it's gonna be on. It's going to be precise and it's going to be, it's going to have all of the details that we need. Factual. Yes. And, and this is a huge, huge, huge hit to women's hockey coverage, to women's sports coverage, Mm -hmm. really in total. Um, I'm just, I, I feel so terribly for the, for everyone. Like you said, everyone, you know, in the NHL. It sucks across the board. Across the board. It is really, really shitty. Yeah. But. The ice garden is going to feel it the most, and women's hockey is going to feel it the yeah, most. It's, a, it's an, um, yeah, it's an over the top or it's an out, outsized, oversized, whatever mm-hmm. blow. Yes, to exactly. This one, and it just to a to a sport that can't afford to have that happen. Like we're yeah. we're all still sitting wondering right now, you know, looking for the next bit of news on this PWHPA league. When is that going to get up and mm-hmm. going? Right, the uh, the PHF just this week. Um, you know, we saw news on one of the, another player revealing her salary, right? And they've been, they've doubled their salary cap. What mm-hmm. this, look, I, I get it. Like TSN's probably going to cover it a bit. Sportsnet will cover it CBC a bit. CBC has some good coverage, but But not there's no one who's like, this is our only yeah. thing. Yeah. And that's the part that hurts, right? Like, yeah. again, not to dismiss anyone who wrote for pension plan puppets, but Maple Leaf Hot Stove is out there, right? Like obviously TSN and Sportsnet will probably cover the Leafs a fair bit. Uh, I'll find some stuff. Like there are blogs, there are what, it just, when you wipe out, it's like 32 teams and then 33rd is an entire world, right? An entire sport. Exactly. It is an entire sport. It is every aspect. It is you know the the semi pro leagues and the the hoping to be a league and the international right. and the youth movement like yep. you know all U eighteen news and it's all just it it's not gone. I was going to say it's all just gone. Well, it's they not tweeted gone. out they're still... that they're working on it. We don't know exactly. what's next is what they said. They also started a GoFundMe and I was happy to donate to it. But within like eight hours of setting mm-hmm. it up, they had reached their goal. 
which was just to which was not a ton of no, money. It wasn't. I think it was only like, excuse me, fifteen hundred dollars mm-hmm. or something. I yeah. think I messed that up. I think it was fifteen thousand. <laughs> it was. It was. But it still. But not, to cover not expenses for running a website and paying mm-hmm. the writers and whatever for an entire sports. Right. Mm-hmm. And it it just that was a huge thing to see wiped out all at once. Yeah. Like I said, we'll find other places to follow our favorite NHL teams. There are precious few mm-hmm. that are invested solely in the women's game. Yeah. And to watch yeah. one get wiped out completely. Um, like I said, they, they've said, we're not done, mm-hmm. but we don't know what's next. And so, well, because how do you, how do you keep writers? How do you keep good writers, mm-hmm. good journalists without paying, paying them? them? You have to pay them. You have to pay them. And if not, then you're going to get young, young, you know, fresh out of J school mm-hmm. or, you know, want to be even some like fresh out of high school and, and want to be reporters. And that's great. And that's they, part of what this was, right? Exactly. Identifying talent will elevate you here mm-hmm. and then ho- you'll, you'll cut your teeth here a little mm-hmm. and then hopefully you'll move on and up. Exactly. But you can't be completely that. No, no. You have to have some vets. You have to have some experience. Yes. To help build those young voices. So we'll share the link to the GoFundMe because I think that's important. That's awesome. Right? And, and make sure if you want to chip in, like they didn't shut it down once they hit their goal. They, mm. they want to have a little flexibility to figure what's next. Do we mm-hmm. have to build our own flat platform? Do we go somewhere else? Cool. What's that going to look like? But and in, an extremely important outlet that mm-hmm. I know you and I both value quite a bit. And anytime I'm going to be talking women's hockey on the show, that is basically the first place I go because exactly. I know they're going to have it, right? They're yeah. going to have covered it and they're going to be able to explain it to me yeah. far better than <laughs> I understand it. Right? So. Yeah. It can get a little confusing sometimes, especially with the PHF and the PWHPA and everything that's going on. Like they explain it so well. They do such a good job of, of making it yeah. easily, what's the word? Um, Accessible. Consumable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I think that's right. Yeah. So, so. Uh, shout out to those guys. Um, yeah, well, like I said, we'll put the links in the show notes if you want to support them. Highly recommend that you do. And uh, yeah, it's valuable, valuable reference. So yeah, for make sure. sure it stays alive. This is women's sports, man. I was having, uh, I was trying to calm my mother down this week. She was very upset about some inequalities in golf, actually. <laughs> and like. Is she on Twitter? Is that she, who I saw you retweeting? Did you see week? that? Yeah. 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 She's on Twitter. We tried sure. to, we tried to have Mama Sanchez <laughs> here and, and Vanessa shut it down. Yeah. Mama Sanchez needs a pretty heavy filter. Next time. Uh, next time. But <laughs> she was very upset because she watched Brooke Henderson. She watched golf all weekend. Yeah. This woman loves golf. Doesn't play. Has never picked up a golf club in her whole entire life. Right. Loves the sport. Okay. Obsessed. And <laughs> she watched Brooke Henderson win her 13th LPGA tournament. And she won $225,000. It's a good scratch for you and me. <laughs> right? But... I could pay off my mortgage with that. <laughs> um, but then a couple hours later, John uh, Ram, but... who we also love, mm-hmm. love, you know, mm-hmm. love the Canadians, love the Spaniards, love John Ram. John Ram goes out there and wins $1.4 million. And Elena was not happy. She was not having it. <laughs> About she five times. The, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I got a lot of texts. And then I did tweet about it. And then she tweeted more. And then she called me the next day and said, we need to talk about this. <laughs> and I was like, girl, this is life, man. This is what we do. Listen to my show. This is what we do. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's just give women money. Invest in women. Give women money. <laughs> <laughs> Be careful how you do it. Yeah. <laughs> For 
sports. Yes, I mean, I, okay. In yeah. this context, yes. give women money I, for sports. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, I don't know. I think TCA may end up launching a Mama Sanchez podcast here in the very near <laughs> future. Would love, yeah. My mother, I love this woman to death. She <laughs> yeah. is the greatest human yeah. in the world. But she is she says that she is not a sports fan. She'll tell anyone. She said, I don't know. I'm married to a sports fan and I've raised three myself, but I'm not a sports fan. I don't care. I don't care what's going on. This woman, no one gets more passionate about whatever game or whatever sport is on TV. Golf, she will admit, she loves golf. She right. takes the three days off for the Ryder Cup. Nobody's allowed to talk to her. Wow. Oh, yeah. She's obsessed. Okay. Um, we, we, we like to bet on things. So like we've sure. got our bets going on for all the majors and, you know, she loves golf fine. Mm-hmm. But like any other sport, she doesn't care. She's, she actively says, she's like, I hate hockey. This woman during the World Juniors was wild. She made sure we each sat on the same part of the couch yeah. that we sat yeah, on the night before. Yeah. And she's just cheering and yelling and like full hockey mom. And yeah, very passionate. Despite despite herself, she's a very passionate sports fan. <laughs> I love it. She I, uh, would love her own show. I, yeah, no doubt. Uh, I tried to talk my mom and my aunt into having a podcast when they came up to visit a year or two ago. We were going to call it Over the Hill and On the Mic. And <laughs> they didn't go for it. How <laughs> been cute. Oh, they had, they had many opinions. They just didn't love my title. And, and that was non-negotiable. So Fair, fair. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's get to the main event here. Mm. Because... Look, I think this was what, like January 3rd or 4th. Maybe I texted you when I saw this list. Yep. It said, you probably should come in. We should probably talk. And you were mm-hmm. like, I should probably not. Because <laughs> I'm I probably can't. contagious. <laughs> uh, Rolling Stone. And we'll share the link again in the show notes. You want to check it out for yourself. Put you out. shouldn't share it. It doesn't okay. deserve a share. All anyway, right. keep going. Yes. Sorry. This was... Uh, Sorry, sorry. You're just as fired up as you were <laughs> back then. I appreciate that. And so I promised you, I'm going to tuck this subject away. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep it in my back pocket. We'll save it for Vanessa when she's <laughs> healthy enough to rant and rave like a lunatic, like she may need to. Uh, we'll talk about this list. They ranked the top 200 singers of all time. There were odd positioning, there were notable omissions, but I think we both agreed Mm. Celine Dion being completely omitted from the list was an attack on our nation. There was no other, and I know you've (laughs) an attack on you personally. (laughs) I, despite my my beautiful introduction to this podcast, (laughs) I'm not a huge Celine fan. I do have a soft spot for Celine Dion. Mm -hmm. Especially her appearances on Terrence and Philip on South Park and a couple different places like that. But there's no way you can talk me into the idea that we chose 200 people ahead of her as singers, as vocalists. Rolling Stone would encourage you to remember, apparently, it wasn't the top 200 vocalists. It was the top 200 singers. I don't know what the fuck that means. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. This is point number one, the criteria. What the fuck does that mean? (laughs) It means nothing. It means we can do whatever we want and just like, let me start here. I want to let you take this, but here's. (laughs) No, you don't. (laughs) Yeah, I kind of do. I I can take the rest of the night off. I think is how this can go. I'm, I kind of like punk rock, Mm -hmm. right? I, I. Not a huge 
Like, don't use the drummer for the sex. But I don't leave me alone. But I like punk rock music. Okay. Fair. At one ninety eight, the Misfits, Frank Danzig. I promise you, I promise you, is not a top two hundred singer of all time. But if you frame it in, well, singer, not vocalist, and I, I don't know what that's supposed to mean. But it's just like, hey, we promise to. I guess include everybody. You know, yeah. these are the sorts of examples that I'm that come to mind for me, mm-hmm. right? Celine Dion, probably a better singer than Danzig, Thank is you. sort of where I'm. The, Enough said. Take we this. Can end take, no, 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 no. <laughs> We're not going to end this on the Misfits. That's not where this conversation <laughs> goes. But you saw the full list. We'll mm-hmm. we'll share it there. Um, obviously Celine Dion was the most high profile omission, Mm -hmm. but what are your takeaways from this thing when you look at it to start? My take to start. Okay. So like you said, oh, sorry. I talked over you. I wanted to, that was the whole point. I was going to sit back. I was going to let you do your thing. (laughs) Let me try that again. Um, so when reading it, uh, it says right there in the thing, like the two, it best 200 singers, not vocalists. And I was like, Okay, whatever that means. Um, to be fair, when reading it, when going into this list, I already knew that Celine Dion yeah. was an omission. Um, so I was already riled up. Um, <laughs> I came in angry. <laughs> came in real hot reading this. Um, but I thought, let me just give it a chance. Let me just see what 200 singers could possibly be better than Celine Dion. Right. Maybe there was a good reason. I I was trying. Listen. This is a woman who I went to Vegas to see. She was like one of the first concerts I went to as a child. Like I'm obsessed with this woman. But I guess she's not for everybody. And so I thought maybe I'll just I'll, I'm just going to give this list a chance. Let me just sure. give it a chance. Yeah. So I open it up and I see this bullshit about whatever not vocalist singer, okay, but then they don't even say what that actually means. They, they don't. Fine. They don't. Like what is There's it? No what does that mean? No clarification. Just no definition. We can do whatever the hell we want. Right? Um, so then I scroll down and I get to number 200, right? It starts at the bottom. Number 200. And it's a singer called Rosalia. She is Spanish mm-hmm. and actually saw her in concert in Spain last um, July. Yeah. You talked about <laughs> what you spent on wine versus water or something. That's I right. think the last you time remember. you were in there. I, That's I know what my guests are doing here. <laughs> So Rosalie is on this list and I think she has a fantastic voice. Right. She is someone who is very good. She's, She's not like my biggest problem. <laughs> Cuz I'll say I'm reading this list and I'm like I guess I don't know like <laughs> Ethel such and such rocked the stages of St. Louis throughout the 1920s. I'm like, yeah, maybe she did. Sure. I have no okay. idea. Like, yeah. she's not the one I'm going to take issue with here, I guess. <laughs> but I'm like, I'm starting at 200, and I'm like, you know what? This is not actually a bad start. Rosalia has a great voice. She's great at, like, at at melding flamenco, traditional flamenco, and, like, new pop, and it's all, like, I'm like, okay, I get, I, I'm, sure. I'm okay to start. She's not getting bumped. I get to 199, and it's this guy that you're just talking about. Dancing. There we go. Sorry, who? And no, I'm not saying sorry. I'm just saying like in my own mind You're at that moment, I was like, sorry, who? No. Um, and then I'm like going down this list and I'm like. He would be annoyed to be there, I think. <laughs> just that punk contrarian yeah. no, kind exactly. of like. No, exactly. Don't yeah. put me with Rosalina. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and don't say I'm better than her. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that's weird actually. <laughs> so like I'm going down this list and I'm just getting like more and more mad. And I'm I'm really starting to see. As you scroll, who's making you mad? I'll tell you the one that made me the most upset, Taylor Swift. Tay Tay? 
Tay Tay. Okay. I at one twenty something. I think one, right. You can't stand. Her. Can't stand her. Okay, but okay. Let me hang on. I feel like I should have prefaced mm. this in the beginning. I think I I okay. I don't agree with numbered lists in music. I don't agree with them in movies. I don't agree with them. We wouldn't in... have a pod. I know. There'd be nothing to argue with if someone hadn't gone through and put numbers on it. <laughs> I like, personally want to say thank you to Rolling Stone for fucking this up so badly. I just think it's so it's so subjective. Of like, course it is. I I know how ridiculous it is that I love Michael Bolton to the extent that I do. Was he on the list? I, he was not. No. But I'm not mad Two about it. one, I imagine. I'm not mad, but... Um, I am disappointed. I'm just a little, a little saddened, yeah. but it's fine. Um, I'm not as riled up about uh, about Michael Islin, but it's fine. Um, like I just, you know, to each their own. And if you enjoy it, you enjoy it. And like that's just how life should be with everything. Let's get real existential. If yeah. you like it, you like it. Right. Whatever makes you happy. But don't number a list. <laughs> And tell me that these are the 200 greatest singers. Even if, even and if it's gaslight like, me by going, but not vocalists. Right. Like, uh, what does it mean? You have to, if you're, if you're going to put together one of these bullshit lists. <laughs> oh no, Matt. If you're going to put together one of these bullshit lists, <laughs> tell me how you're, tell me what is going into this. Yeah. Give me some credentials. Yes. Give me some criteria. The people that what are we measuring? were asked. So this was a, a not a repeat, but like a, a sequel, I guess, to a list that they did in 2008, which was the hundred best singers of all time. Okay. And that one, they asked other singers. To vote on it. And that's how that list came to be. I don't mind be. that idea. Right? Other singers know what goes into being a good right. singer. Yeah. This, they just asked people who work for the publication and I think <laughs> fans or something stupid like that. Like, that's that's just asking your opinions. On, and like, who do you like to listen to? Well, let and, me ask you. Mm-hmm. Let me cut you right there. Because you just, you, who do you like to listen to? Matt is the way I'm taking that. <laughs> what do you think... In the 130s, I think it was 133. Mm -hmm. What are your opinions on Neil Young? (sighs) They're not good. Like, again, like, if that's who you like to listen to. This is very clearly a singer versus a vocalist. Right. Because I... I like Neil Young. I'm not a huge Neil Young fan. Mm-hmm. I'm not, but like, but there's always his a greatest hits. Uh, like. yeah. Even more than that, like I've seen him a couple times. It's oh. been it's been awesome. Okay, but I, like I understand why some people go. That voice is not for me. Right? Yeah. Like it's a little high. Pi- He's not a note for note perfect pitch mm-hmm. kind of. And I think that's what they're driving at when they say singer versus vocalist. And I'm giving that one a pass because. I like him, right? Like yeah. That's sort of the way our minds work. But yeah. if I had scanned that entire list and not seen Neil Young, there's you no part of me that would have been surprised by it or mm-hmm. gone, that guy's been outraged. Let me, st- I want to be very careful here <laughs> because I want people to make sure they understand the point that I'm trying to make here and, and, and the top 11 People on this list, one through 11, are all people of color. Mm-hmm. Totally fine with that. Number 12, which means the greatest white vocalist ever, according to Rolling Stone, is John Lennon. Not vocalist. You said vocalist. Sorry. Singer. Singer. <laughs> singer. You're right. No, I botched that. It's, <laughs> that's it, eh? 
that's the peak of white singers <laughs> is John Lennon. I understand the Ooh. Beatles were huge, but that's the best singer we've ever produced. Are you kidding me? Because two behind him at 14, Freddie Mercury. Oh, love Freddie Mercury. A lot of people do. And if nothing else, just objectively speaking, of any male vocalist, damn it, male singer <laughs> on the list, he was judged to have had the widest range, mm -hmm. right? From his low-end baritone to his high-end, whatever you want to call it, that he could reach. That alone should put him ahead of John Lennon. And again, I'm not hating on the Beatles, but I'm just, I don't understand what we're doing here. Exactly. What are we doing here? Just like if just give us a criteria, give us some sort of like, how did you vote on this? Right. What what are the numbers behind this? Like you can't put together a best 200 list and not have quantitative data. Right. And they what did, did not you use in. to measure this? Yes. Just just d do that. Because if it's like the, you know, someone who who could sing. And who could, you know, command a room when they right. were singing and someone who could sell a bunch of albums and someone who could, you know, tour like crazy, then Celine Dion should be on that list. Bob Dylan is on this list. Any, hey, hey, oh, hey, hey. But okay, right there, that's someone who can command a room. Unique voice. A very unique voice. Not a great vocalist. Right. But if we're talking like if this is the criteria, if it's you can, you know, you can you can sing and you can sell out arenas and you can could, not can. can <laughs> <could>. Oops. <laughs> but like if you could do all of these things, then you know, then we'll we'll measure it out from like it just it if that's what it is, then just tell us that's what it is. What just about, tell us why aren't they telling us? It's a conspiracy. <sighs> It's the woke left wing media, I think. <laughs> but that's Probably me. Not. Yeah. I'm the woke left. Yeah. I promise you if it was the woke left wing media, people of color would not have gone one through 11. That's not how that would have played. Let me ask you. Adele in mm -hmm. the 20s mm -hmm. versus Beyonce at eight. Mm -hmm. What do you think there? Well, I'm not the right person to ask about that. Because we don't understand the I, I don't like Beyonce. No, sorry. I shouldn't say I don't like Beyonce. I do like Beyonce. I think I just, she's... Objectively speaking... Completely objectively Is she a better singer than Adele? Not for me. Different. That's different, the thing. They're for different. For sure different. Like, how can, no, you, how can you judge I don't, I don't dislike apples for the, apples? Right? I don't. If they're just different. But I think Adele's better. Adele is a very good singer. Yeah. Yeah, she is. She's better than fucking John Lennon. <laughs> John Lennon's taking a beating on this Yeah. <laughs> what about this? Because this one may be the one that I am most confused over any criteria at all. Mm -hmm. In the 180s, Alicia Keys. Oh, How is Alicia Keys that's that too low. low? Way too low. Like Alicia Keys has got to be in the top 30. Yes. Who I saw? Oh, um, uh, what's her name? Kelly Clarkson. Kelly yeah. Clarkson's super low. She's like in the one nineties or something. Yeah, I'm fine with that. And listen, you don't have to be a <laughs> Kelly Clarkson fan, but that girl can sing. Sure, she won American Idol for a reason. <laughs> like the girl can sing, and she has the she has a show now. I think she has like a talk show. Yeah, yeah. and she sings on every day, and she does like um, covers every day, and every single one is like better than the original. <laughs> And it's shocking how she can just like open her mouth and just project like that and like amazing music can come out. You don't have to like her, but you can admit that the girl can sing. 
Sure. But right? if we're narrowing it down to 200, I don't know. Is she? I would put her above Bob Dylan. Yeah, okay. I'm with you there. Thank you. I'm with you there. <laughs> and probably above Neil Young, again, who I yeah. love. But like, do I sit there and go, Neil Young just blows me away with his vocal. Oh, <laughs> not really. Right? I like his songs. I like his writing. I like his messaging. Mm-hmm. His his voice is unique. But is it great? I don't know. It's oh, great. Yeah. But like again, I, to me, Kelly, it feels a little bit like we're also quite, um, you know, there's a lot of recency bias playing in here. And there has to be, but right? yes we, and no, because then there's also like in the top 10, it's like people from like the 40s that you can only listen to on a record. Let me pull it up because now I'm forgetting. It just feels a little to me like you, you shift back to, like I said, Ethel, what's her name in St. Louis in the mm-hmm. 1920s. I just kind of have to go, yeah, sure, like maybe. But I can look at Kelly Clarkson and go, I've heard Kelly Clarkson. Mm-hmm. And I don't think she's bad, but I kind of understand if someone would have had her between 200 and 220, you'd go, yeah, sure, whatever, right? Like, you know what I'm saying? Fair. Like, yeah, she's not There's like- a lot of, when you scan this list, there's a lot of people mm-hmm. that you've gone, yeah, I have that on my Spotify, whereas the people who were performing some of these other ones, what's Spotify? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a thing at the time. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just so, like there's. Do you have the top ten? I have there? the top ten here. Do you want me to start? Yeah, from run, 10? yeah. Count us down. Okay. So number ten, we've got Al Green. Not recent. No, he's been dead for a long time. It's true. Um, number nine, Otis Redding. Yeah, sitting, sitting on, on a dock on the in the, dock bay. Of the bay. Yeah. Uh, you know who else did a great version of that? I, <laughs> I, I, I may, I may know someone who covered that. <laughs> Uh, number eight, Beyonce. Okay, fair. Bish. And I, I shouldn't have said I hate her. I don't hate her. I actually. Did I, you say you hate her? I mean, maybe. Oh shit! Now I'm putting words in my own mouth. I love Destiny's Child. Sure. But I was a Kelly fan. <laughs> Kelly Rowland. Yeah. It's a dilemma. I, uh, uh, but Beyonce can sing. I don't think she's number eight. I think no. she's because she is an icon. It's an she's icon. Number eight. It's a yeah. Personality. It's a. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Number seven, Stevie Wonder. Um. Not recent, but he's still alive. Yeah. Uh, Ray Charles. Like dead. to stack our blind people right on top of each other there. We <laughs> <laughs> only got two of them. Double them up. Yeah, yeah. Buddy system. Yeah, sure. Um, Mariah Carey, number five. I'm fine with that. I think that is fantastic. But like to me. I love her. Maria Carey. That's what we call her in Spain. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad you actually. I, I was happy. I stopped myself from trampling all over that. Is Mariah Carey that? Much better than okay, Alicia Keys. In what way? Because you didn't even give wait no for a name. You were just like, compared to who? <laughs> Based on what? Because her range is like it's fantastic. Only one in like three people in the world can do what she can do. Yeah. So I really just think she sang a Christmas song one time and it's made billions of dollars <laughs> off. <laughs> oh, she's got. If you all go I want back, for Christmas is to be number five. Go back to Vision of best. Love. Oh, oh. Anyway, all right. Um, <laughs> that's all. Uh, number four, Billy. Give me time to <laughs> to study up and create an introduction based on next time. Next time, yeah. um, Billy Holiday. Billy Holiday, number four. Sure. Now here's the thing with Billy Holiday. I Please did not me. grow up in a household listening to her. She is an again like an older artist. I don't know a ton about her. I Didn't only know, know about her, her now. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I only know about her because I have a friend who is a big fan of her. Like has a tattoo on her arm. Um, so like. That's the only reason I know of her. Okay. Um, 
and she, I, you could say yes, she belongs, or no, she doesn't belong, and I wouldn't even be able to really tell you because again, no, like I don't. If you were sitting here right know. now telling me you could tell me he doesn't belong or he mm-hmm. does belong, I would still yeah. have no idea who this person exactly. is. Exactly, so I won't argue that. Um, number three, Sam Cooke. Yeah, again, interesting singer, more than great singer. But then you think of like what a change is going to come did. Yeah. During and like that is iconic. Lots and of so, it is iconic. Yeah. Single ladies is iconic. Um, True. Uh, is that a great <laughs> My theme sorry. song? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like you're right. Okay, number two. I love number two. I am obsessed with number two. <laughs> I thought I was number two for about three years in my childhood. Like that you might be the number two on this list? No, no. Oh. That I was her. Oh. Okay. The number two person. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston. Yeah. Now, let me ask you, Mm -hmm. the better version of I Will Always Love You. It's Whitney. And I love Dolly Parton. I love Dolly Parton to death. It's Dolly. It's it's Whitney. It's Dolly. I love The better version of anything Whitney sings. Sorry. Yeah. What am I trying to say here? (laughs) Whatever Whitney sings is the best version of that song. It's the best version of that thing. Yes. Yes. I love Did Dolly make the 200? I don't know. I don't think she did. Well, that's a travesty, too. Again, a unique voice more than a. She'd have made my top two. She'd made she, my top twenty. <laughs> <laughs> I got a soft spot for Dolly Parton. Oh, Pardon, Dolly! But I did you ever see Steel Magnolias? No. He doesn't know whether to wind so, his butt or scratch his watch. <laughs> That's a line from that. It's so the littlest whorehouse in Texas. I thought, oh, there you go. I thought it was something else. <laughs> oh well, <laughs> live and learn. Anyway, yeah, I liked Ollie's version of that better than Whitney's. That's fair. Yeah. But you can agree that Whitney belongs up there. Whitney is absolutely, without question, the oh. top three to five yeah. person on this on list. On any list. Yes. On a singer or a vocalist That's list. That's right. Yeah. And number one, drumroll please. It is not me. Oh, <laughs> it is Aretha Franklin. Sure. I'll show her some R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Give it. Um, that's what it means like, to me. <laughs> you gonna keep going? No, that's okay. all I got. Okay, I thought you were gonna keep going. Um, yeah, just a little like, bit. <laughs> Sorry, I did have a little more. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like it's 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 a good list. It's a fine list, but it's missing. You know, this is random, and he probably doesn't actually even belong on the two hundred list, but. Mm. Josh Groban on the radio the other day and I was like damn this guy can sing and then I I was like oh I like that song and then when I got home I put on my Spotify I was like I just want to like listen to the song again that I that just heard in the car and I put I on this Josh Groban Josh song Groban. and then I went to like start cleaning my house and then four hours later I was like am I still listening to Josh Groban he has this much music I'd yeah sleep by then it was I mean, not I you're not what a, no. He's a funny dude too. I saw him on a show. What show was that? <laughs> no, I can't. He was in the office at one time. Was he? He was. He was Andy's brother, Andy Bernard's brother. Oh. Yeah. Wait. Brother or like member of the Brother. He was Andy what was Bernard's the name brother. Of the, uh... Oh, the Acapella group. Yeah. I don't remember. Here comes Treble. Here comes Treble from Cornell. <laughs> <laughs> he went to Cornell. Do you know what he went to Cornell? He went to Cornell. Yeah, I've heard that a time or two. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I look at some of them and I, I just, it's hard to pick and choose, like you said, when they give you no criteria. Yeah. But I, I you, you could not, if you had asked me to sit down, mm-hmm. and I can remember actually in high school when 
I was cooler than everything. Right? Mm-hmm. No, naturally. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's your coolest time. Obviously, speaking. I understand things that no one else does. Mm-hmm. I know yeah. better than you guys. You know right? better than everyone. Right. Mm-hmm. And I can remember me and some of my rancid listening to friends, <laughs> anti-flag, the offspring, Blink-182, and like coming to an understanding that like, Celine Dion might be the best singer <laughs> in the world. And it feeling like that was a revolutionary thing to say, like, I understand that she's great. Right. Yeah. And now she's not in the top 200. I'm annoyed. And I feel like the offspring would be annoyed. I feel like Rancid would yeah. be annoyed. Right. Blink like, when would, would for sure. They would have annoyed. my back on this. Yeah. Like, Newfound Glory covered that. Uh, Titanic. My heart will go on. This is a Titanic snub of Celine Dion. Wow. Yeah. So do you think we are just being trolled by Rolling Stone? We as a nation. Because I do. No, I can't imagine anyone sat in that room and said, what could we do today that would irritate Canada? (laughs) No, I can't. (laughs) (laughs) I think they just blew it. It's like that Mad Men meme of like the guys like, the guy says like, uh, oh shit, now I can't remember it. (laughs) I'm sure it's a great meme, though. <laughs> but he goes, it's like the one guy says, I think you're an asshole or something like that. And then John Hamm's character says, well, that's funny. I don't think of you at all. That's Canada. <laughs> yes. Like, we're just I not thought that. of it yeah. at all. I think, that's a, I think that's a little of what this was. I, yeah. I just, I don't want to keep coming back to it. But if Danzig from The Misfits doesn't appear on the list and Celine Dion is at 198, <laughs> I might just be like, all right. Like this doesn't even warrant a second look. I still would yeah. think she's worth way more than one. But that's an that's a pretty easy swap for me. Right? <laughs> no one thinks twice about. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So basically, what we are agreeing to here is this list means nothing. Yeah. Perfect. Oh, great! I'm glad we came to a consensus. Rolling Stone, we're taking you down. <laughs> One stupid list at a time. One last thing I thought maybe we should get to here today. As we sit and record, it is a a slightly toned down Bell Mm -hmm. Let's Talk Day. It is. Um, Hoff was in here a week or two ago. Mm -hmm. We talked a bit about this. And I was always sort of very keenly aware of the fact that this was a PR stunt and a tax write-off and whatever for Bell, who probably in two weeks was going to turn around and lay off half the radio staff across the country. And I was always sort of willing to just go, it's still an important day. Not because it's like some solemn holiday, but I was able to overlook that this was a fairly business savvy thing for Bell to do. Mm-hmm. If it still meant we fired up some of those conversations. Mm -hmm. We got some people to talk. We raised some money. People were telling stories at times maybe they normally wouldn't have. And maybe those stories encouraged other people to reach out and get help that they needed. Uh, I think it's possible that Bell did this for the wrong reasons and still created a fairly um, positive. uh, To me, the positives overweighed the the negatives. Mm -hmm. So this year, Probably because they were very keenly aware that people were sick of their shit. (laughs) Bell decided, let's not do the nickel for every time you use the hashtag or share whatever post it might be. We're just going to donate a lump sum Mm -hmm. 
and uh, we'll hope that people still use the occasion to talk about things that need to be talked about. I saw it way less, I think, this year mm-hmm. than I normally did. Uh, but I also saw people starting conversations without the hashtag or just hashtag let's talk mm-hmm. instead of, of what. Where do you stand on this thing at this point, just before we wind this show down? Because it's complex, right? It's complicated. I, I, we don't have to hang our ability to discuss these things on one company's tax write-off, mm-hmm. but it did take somebody to get that up and rolling and, and get it started. Whether you're skeptical about their motivation, mm-hmm. I think that's legit, but. Where do we stand on this thing and has it run its course? Does it still have a place? Uh, What do you think? I think it, it did what it intended to do. It got people talking and despite the, you know, wherever it was coming from, I think that as someone who myself suffers from mental health Mm -hmm. issues, um, I am, you know, I, I am a very anxious person, um, medically diagnosed, (laughs) um, and, (laughs) I, I like that we can talk about these things now. Right. And if it took a silly little hashtag, mm-hmm. then I'm, I'm happy with that. I have friends who, you know, we may not have had these conversations if not for a campaign like this. Right. And again, however it started, whatever the, the original intent was or the purpose of it was, I'm glad it happened because I do feel like we are a lot more free to talk about these things. And I feel very grateful for that. So that's where I stand on it. I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that it happened and that we can have these conversations. Yeah, I, I think I'm in the same place where you can be highly skeptical as to why they started this, mm-hmm. but there's a certain amount of who cares if it got the ball rolling. Yeah. Um, and the fact that that's still happening now, I am a bit bummed that it's so toned down this year. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily in the sense that, like, I don't care if Bell at the end of the day can turn around and write off what they donated. I just care that they donated it, mm-hmm. right? Like, just in that, even if people aren't ready to talk publicly or aren't ready to uh, tell their story, that it's going towards resources that will be there mm-hmm. uh, when people do decide privately, I need a hand, mm-hmm. I, I need a little help right now. I think that's important. And so I think Bell deserves every bit of blowback that they've gotten over the last couple of years, it's almost become a tradition that like two weeks after every bell, let's talk day, they lay off half their radio staff. And those are the people that you and I know the bet. They have many companies and they make layoffs there too, but those are, you and I follow the media industry, right? The radio industry. And, uh, I think they deserve the blowback that they've gotten, but I think it's important to acknowledge that this did start a conversation and they did this every year for, whatever it's been now, eight, 10 years, there's no question that it's, it's done some good. And, uh, I think it's worth just Mm -hmm. mentioning that here. It shouldn't be limited to one day a year. But you know what though? You said that it, you feel like it is, um, a little toned down this year. I do. But every other day around it is not every other day around it. I go on 
on Twitter because that's mm. the only social media I have. Yeah. And I see people talking about their mental health. I see people saying like. On Twitter, I, I see a lot a of people day. damaging each other's mental that health. That too, but, for sure. No, um, but like, you know, if you if you curate the right algorithm, <laughs> you can find the yes. right kind of people. No, and, you're right about that. It has created and, some openness yeah. throughout the So year. maybe today is, is toned down, but every other day is ramped that's up. That's interesting, yeah. That's how I look at it. I like that. Yeah. A little positivity. A little I like positivity. that. <laughs> I'm glad that we're going to end the show on that oh, instead good. of on my shitty perspective, <laughs> which is almost always shitty. Um, but let's let's put it out there. Honestly, there are times everybody goes through some stuff, mm-hmm. right? It. We've all, especially over the last few years, we've been through some shit. Mm-hmm. And if you're struggling, if you're having a hard time, it's normal. There's help out there. Do not suffer alone. You do not have to do this alone. There are resources out there. There are people out there. And if it helps, DMs are open to talk and audio. And Vansan 3000. There you go. You don't have to do this alone. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you came in, Vanessa. It's snowing like hell. (laughs) Uh, We've put you in a tough spot here, but I'm I'm glad you were here. I've watched enough F1 in my life that I'm confident about my drive home tonight. (laughs) Um, this has been episode 1059 of Tall Can Audio. You can follow Vanessa on uh, Twitter and Twitter only <laughs> at Vansan3000. What's coming up this week on, uh, on She's Got Game on oh, the TSN radio network? There's a lot of, uh, drama going on in the NWSL. There mm-hmm. has just been like a crazy amount of stuff to the point that Aaron McLeod, Canadian, mm-hmm. um, said, actually, Canadian. we're just gonna, we're just gonna leave. Oh. Um, so her and her partner Gunny, um, who played for the Orlando Pride, literally like peaced out and they are heading to Iceland because wow. they don't want to be Iceland. in the NWSL anymore. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's getting pretty heated Intense. and dramatic in the NWSL. So we'll talk about that. I don't know what else. We'll okay. we'll see. Tune in to find out. It's gonna be good. Mm-hmm. On uh across the TSN radio network this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh we'll share the links in the show notes, of course. And uh yeah. I appreciate you coming in. Thank you very much for having me. I'm glad I was healthy enough to be here. Yeah, no, honestly <laughs> better late than never, yes, right? Exactly. We were able to get this done. For Vanessa Sanchez, my name is Matt Robinson. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Talk Can Audio. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast wherever you're hearing us right now, and uh, give us a follow on social media at Talk Can Audio. We'll catch you all next time. Mm-hmm.